Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And it's always good to see our old mate Jeff Stelling from Sky. He popped in to see us. Yep. He's about to embark on another one of his uh, mega walks for yeah, Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, we caught up with the lads who uh, trying to set the record for the longest cricket match. We spoke to them before they embarked on yeah. it, and uh, you'll hear how they got on. It was yeah. incredible. Blunham Cricket Club in Bedfordshire. Um, we had a bit of a chat about various matters. Yeah, we did some football chat at the top about yeah. the uh, weekend's games, and then some more mad stuff. I'd some say. more mad stuff. And don't ask me, could Andy get five out of five based on our four days last week? Let's find out. This afternoon, we should uh, salute uh, an Oxford player who is a favourite of the Crankies. Really? Fancati Darbo. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they love him. Yeah, he used to be at Chelsea, Fancati Darbo. He's their favourite player. Yeah, of course he is. They always go and watch him. <laughs> Coming up she now. gets in half price. <laughs> she gets in on the old kids' rate. <laughs> like up. being a woman in her mid-70s or 60s. Sorry, it's a bit harsh. Yeah, Sorry, harsh. Jeanette, if you're listening. What are the chances? Well, it is Scottish deadline day. I suppose she might be listening. You don't know, do you? Coming up between now and four. You what? sound sceptical, Andy. Well, I am. Why VAR should use the international break uh, for a two-week refresh of course. Uh, Motti's here to take his uh, with his take on the weekend's football. <laughs> Not to take the weekend's You're football. You're going to take the weekend's football? <laughs> Don't. And Andy Brassel guides us through the weekend around Europe. We'll also take your calls, emails, texts and tweets and John Hartson tells us why Swansea are top of the championship. Yeah, they're doing very well. There's all this plus why there's still time for Christian Eriksen to join Kilmarnock. Window's still open. He wants a fresh uh, take on life. He says he wants to move somewhere else. He's played all right yesterday. A report from the world's longest cricket match and just four days to try and recall in Don't Ask Me. That's it. Uh, six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I don't even know where to start. Okay. I, it's difficult. I I, uh, I suppose I'd get Chelsea out of the way quickly. Uh, get out of your system. Get yeah. out of the system, yeah. It was a very frustrating afternoon at the bridge. Remember, you did sit here pleading patience for oh, a young yeah. side no, and no. a young manager. That's what I've written down. I said it's it's one thing, but of course it's one thing saying it's going to be a long season and you've got to be patient. It's another thing actually living through it. Where yeah. You, <laughs> you have to sit there and watch it and think... 
So when you were being reasonable about three or four weeks ago, now in reality... No, still reasonable. You're still reasonable. Still reasonable, but... Um, and, uh, you know, these guys' hands tied. But I did think on Saturday, if I was being critical, which I'm trying not to be, but if I was, I thought the substitutions were, were mad. I just, right. They made no sense whatsoever. You know, when you're trying to shore, shore up a game... Well, he wasn't. He was trying to go for the third goal. But if you're trying to shore up a game, don't bring on Batshuayi because his first touch is worse than mine and the ball will just come straight back. You know, he's all right if you're chasing a goal. Yeah. You, you get Giroud on, he, he'll hold the ball up, he'll win free kicks, he'll, he'll defend, you know, he's good at defence. And you had to bring on Christensen as an extra defender, you know, to recognise that Aspilicueta, I mean, he's given away eight goals this, so far this season, wow. been responsible. And Tony Cascarino's picked up on it and said, oh, he just looks tired, looks like he could do with a real spell, you know. And uh, so, he's, you know, he, I would have brought him on and try and, you know, basically shore it up a bit. But in the end, these are the things that you have to learn. It's all about, you know, we all make mistakes. It's all about learning from it, you know. It certainly yeah. is. And when you're 2-1 up and you've got to 85 minutes, you know, I think it's time to see the game out. Basically, that's what you know. You know, a Jose Mourinho would have done that. He would have brought on a defender, an extra defender. Yeah, you know, most managers would. You're normally quite fulsome in your praise of any side that mm. beats or draws with Chelsea unexpectedly. Mm. So, is that the case with Sheffield United? Uh, not really. <laughs> I, I thought they were all right. You know, they, they they did what they had to do. They they played better in the second half. Um, but you know, I think wait till you see them play people like City and all that. They get absolutely hammered in my right. view yeah. well if they go toe to toe with them like Brighton did yeah. it was great for Pep to say uh, we should applaud Graham Potter he's very good for football he's very oh, yeah. good for your football he put four past them when Wenger used to like doing that didn't yeah. he say it was great to see this team come here and, and go toe to toe with us and be 3 nil down after 20 I salute their manager for his fine uh, that's the way to do it of course but the thing about it, I mean City are wonderful we'll talk about them later they're a wonderful side of course we all know that and they play brilliant football but Pep does come up with some rubbish honestly he comes out with this one he's talking about the fact that they are short of centre half now and it's a problem for them no mm. question but he's, the club works incredibly well in all departments but some Sometimes we cannot afford it like other teams can afford it. Hello? <laughs> I mean, that is a bit much, isn't it? Well, he did say he thought he wanted another centre-half and they didn't get one. Well, Because so, company went, of course. That's because they've spent so much money on other things. They, they, yeah. They're in trouble with financial fair play, but that's because they've spent so much money. It's not yeah. they can't afford it. They spent their money in a different in different areas. Sure. So, yeah. you know, you can't really be sympathetic about that, can you? I'll have a quick word on the North London derby. It was, uh, in the end, I was I was quite happy with two all, despite being 2-0 uh, up. I've got to be honest, I sat there watching it with my youngest lad and I never felt that we were completely in control. People saying, oh, this 2-0 up, Tottenham were in control. I was thinking, they're not really, They were they? playing well, though. I thought yeah. and Arsenal looked like they you know, weren't playing well. It was just... Uh, you know, they looked in charge of the game. We all know it was that turning point just before half... 2-0 going good into goal that. Good goal, that, though, the, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good goal, but it was ropey defending. Mm. Uh, I mean, first from Danny Rose, not to just clear the ball oh, yeah, down no, the no, line. And then the kind of... Yeah. You know, the Keystone Cop stuff, the Fred mm. Carno uh, mm. nature of them trying to clear the ball. It was a good goal, but uh, I, I was quite happy with two. I'm quite shocked. I was surprised when Xhaka got his second yellow, uh, well, his first yellow, that it wasn't his second yellow, because I couldn't believe he hadn't got a yellow Seven before. fouls in 92 minutes, including it? giving away a penalty. Yeah, and you don't get booked. I, I, I don't get him at all. I mean, you know Emery saying what a great player he is. I, he must be looking at a different player. I can't see it. 
But, you know, uh, what we learned really was that the, the top two are the top two, and Spurs probably haven't got enough in depth over the course oh, of a yeah. season to do it. And I mean, Arsenal those two are not good enough defensively. It was a terrific game. I really enjoyed the game and as for a neutral, but, and they are probably third and fourth. Leicester. I've told you, I've got this new thing Oh, now. yeah, your it's new called, game. Yeah, anybody you can use this, anybody can use this, and it applies to any league that your team are in. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. Andy. Once, it, once Andy's described this game, which is clever, um, mm. pretty straightforward, but clever, you can play along and tell us based on that where you think your team is going to finish this season so what's yeah. the game called it's Andy? called are we better than yeah and you go through the league and you look and see where you are after four or five games in your league and you say well are we better than them yes okay are we better and by the time you've gone through the whole league all the ones that are better than you in your view they'll finish above you and all yeah. the ones that you're better than will finish below you and uh, and that and you'll get a very accurate position of where you may finish. Okay, so I'm if, a bit reluctant to do it. Now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think your mood is quite right to do. Are we better than? Because you'll be below Norwich. <laughs> no, we're um, I'm looking we're at the producer. Are we? Be- have you done this for Torquay yet in the conference? Are we better than? Where are you finishing? He's going to do it in the break. Okay, okay. he's going to do it. He's going to do it for Torquay. <laughs> it, it's a bit. Could be a bit eggy today because um, Jeff Stelling's coming in. Of course, oh, yeah. Hartlepool beat. Um, Torquay uh, at the weekend. So <laughs> Jeff Michael time. keep cutting out. Yeah, there'll be a few technical <laughs> issues with Jeff, or he won't be able to get every in the time building. Jeff speaks, he'll be dumped. They'll, they'll insist on the full gloved body search at security for him to get into the studio. He's going to get his own back. Going to get his own back in some way. The some producer, way, anyway. definitely. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah I just find, I just enjoy uh, Pedro Neto coming on for Wolves on Saturday. No, mm. yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah. Two inevitable questions: uh, How does he get paid tax-wise? Yeah. And what's his nickname? Yeah, those are questions. Netty. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, with that's probably true. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Jeff Stelling is uh, marching for men once again. He's uh, he's going to be doing uh, four marathons in four days in uh, four nations from the 5th to the 8th of uh, September for Prostate Cancer UK. And he had a much needed break last year, but yeah. yep, he's, back, he's got the trainers back on. And he's joined us in the studio. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. He's sort of more hobbling for men, I think, <laughs> to be brutally honest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell you a bit more of that later. But reading through the notes, I mean, I just hadn't realised how much money you raised last time. It was an incredible amount of money. £800,000. Yeah, I mean, terrific. it's the people who walk with me, really, Andy, who, who raise the money. Mm. I'm just the bloke that puts one foot in front of the other. And they do all the hard work, you know, trying to raise money online and from their mates and doing this, that and the other. So it, it, it's a team effort and I just happen to be the the figurehead of it. Yeah. It's so still great though. How, how did it all come about in the first place? You were just approached by Prostate Cancer UK and they... Took- yeah, I, I had an old friend who, who worked there and, and she asked me if initially I would do a, an evening for them um, and then she came back and, and said, actually, you know, we're, we're just looking, we're looking for a, a figurehead for the charity and because, you know, even in this day and age, you, it's, the majority of football crowds are men, the link with football was a blindingly obvious sure. one, you know, and I'd got a fringe involvement with football, so everything sort of blended together, dovetailed mm. together, and, um, you know, once I got involved and, and did the first lot of ten marathons, um, a couple of the guys I was walking with who were suffering from prostate cancer at the time said, we can't stop now, 
No. You know, you know you're in it now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, people often think, oh, well, yeah, I don't know what your attitude was. Walking, yeah, you think, I can walk, I can walk for miles. I'm yeah. fine walking, so it's not running. But as, as we've spoken to you on the walks, and uh, it takes it out of you, doesn't it? Max Rushton, Max yeah. Rushton said he couldn't keep up with you when, uh, when he marched with you <laughs> the last time out. Max was absolutely crippled. He had to be carried. <laughs> and he's a fit guy. He yeah. plays football at the weekends when he's not working. You know, he had to be carried into an ice bath because he could <laughs> not walk any longer <laughs> physically. Now, so somebody said to me before the, the, the first walk, um, you know, you, you realise that walking a marathon's harder than running a marathon. And I thought, yeah, right, OK. Um, but it's just the amount of time that you are on your feet is yeah. enormous, you know, compared to if you run a marathon, it might be three, four hours, depending on your level. But this, you are on your feet probably for 10, 11 hours a day, and the repetition and repetition really gets to your joints, yeah. you know. that's and, and it's psychological as well, because for the first 12, 13, 14 miles, everybody thinks it's a walk in the park, and it is. And then just like a, a, a running marathon, you hit the wall. Mm. And boy, is it a long way home then. Yeah. Um, so how do you, in the evenings, when you've finished the sort of 10, 11 hours, have you got a, a kind of a system, a routine now to, to make sure you're going to be okay the following day? Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the idea was you go straight to the next starting point, go to your hotel, you have a nice long bath and maybe a steak and a couple of beers. But with this one, of course, because it's four nations in four days, as soon as we finish, we head straight for the airport, we're on a plane to the next destination. We've got to get that last plane, yeah. the last flight out. And then from there, of course, you've got to get to the hotel, by which time it's probably 11 o'clock at night. So all that luxury of the bath and the booze and the beef, you know, that's mm. out of the window. That, yeah. that worries me a bit be because there's no recovery time on this one. Sure. You know, 500 uh, people have already signed up yeah, there to fantastic. walk with you. That'll be encouraging for you. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they're a great support. You know, and obviously, we get a lot of support from, from my mates, you know, the... Cammy's doing a leg and Mercer's doing a couple of legs and Matt Letizia is doing a couple of legs, Bianca Westwood. And, and people who, who pop up at this time of year to support us. Alistair Campbell's done a leg in the past. He's doing the London leg this year. And um, you know, others will just come along and, and, and say hello. So Troy Brooklyn's coming and Ray Clements and up in Scotland, Frank McAvenny. And all, you know, lots of people everywhere. Ian Dowie in Belfast. So, and that helps buoy the spirits, not just of me, mm. but of everybody who's walking mm. as well, because it gives them... You know, ten hours that you can talk to to some of your sporting heroes, which is is brilliant. Yeah, they do bucket collections along the way as they well. Do, as they do, yeah, yeah. Stuff. If anybody wants to put anything in that bucket, yeah, you know, as long as I'm not carrying them. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's, <a bit laughs> that's true. And have you ever had any kind of just been in the area of uh, someone famous and they've just suddenly rocked up and, and joined in? Yeah, I mean, must yeah, have, sure. Yeah. The, the, the the biggest boost of any walk was the, the first walk. It was only about the third day. Something like that. And we were on an absolutely miserable day. It was between Scunthorpe and Doncaster, and there weren't many walkers that day, and it was pouring with rain. And we got halfway, and the, the stop, we stopped for half an hour, and it just happened to be a pub. And there, waiting at the pub, he'd just come back from Australia, flown in from Australia, was Ian Botham. Wow. And oh, Beefy was there, and Beefy was there <laughs> with his wife and his daughter and his dog as well, and they did the second half of the walk, and you could just... Feel the spirits lift, you know, and he was <coughs> he was brilliant yeah. with everyone. He he rocks off at a pace that everybody's mm. walked oh, with him. Says he goes at a frightening pace. Yeah, he, he gave me some advice as well because I was I was struggling. It was only the third day of the first lot of walks, yeah, and the such like. And, and he said, 
don't wash your feet. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Won't wash my feet for What's ten days. That'll go it? down well because the skin hardens up. You know, uh-huh. so you don't want to put your feet in water. But I'm afraid it's one piece of advice that you, I didn't take. You did. I didn't take. <laughs> I'm, I mean, they may smell bad now, boys, but it's nothing to do with not washing them. <laughs> so to donate, justgiving.com uh, forward slash campaign. Jeff's March for Men 2019. So people just put in Jeff's March for Men. Yeah, they, they they'll will, get they there. They will yeah. definitely find it. ProstateCancerUK.org have got all the information and uh, yeah some familiar faces so you're going to be in Glasgow Belfast Cardiff and in London yeah yeah four nations four days so um, and we've had fantastic support you know I, I wish more people could come on the walk but you know, for sort of security reasons you walk mm. through the streets of London you, the most we can have is, is just over 200 which we've got yeah um, so the, the support good, has though. been brilliant yeah. absolutely yeah. brilliant so yeah, go and uh, go and check that out on justgiving.com um, and we'll catch up with you I think when you're, when you're actually on the march I think yeah well you boys have been brilliant and given us so much support over the years which no, so, is, so is, so it's is great. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself through it so we're more than happy to help um, and and I'm really surprised your mic's still working because our producer John is a talkie fan, and, and of course, you're is that talkie as in talkie one Hartlepool two? Yeah, that's them. That's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, he's not happy. He's not happy. He does. He's got no sense of humour when it comes to talkie. I can see him, Jeff. He's not pleased. Well, I, I heard Gary Johnson talking about it afterwards, uh, and uh, the talkie manager, and he said talkie had a good twenty minutes. Which means, by my reckoning, we had a good 70 minutes. So, <laughs> so, so they got away lightly with it with 2-1. Well, that, that last comment, that was like yeah. a knife. <laughs> and, and, and dagger just, in the heart, that In was. light of what went on with Barry last week, I mean, I'm sure you had some sympathy. Uh, over, well, as, as everybody did, but, you know, you'd experience a little bit of that, that with your club at Hartlepool. You came pretty close to the wire yourselves, didn't well, you? Well, we, we did. I mean, two years ago, we were within 48 hours of being in exactly the same situation um, as Bury were, and we only had one potential buyer, and basically it was my job to persuade him not to drop out under any circumstances. Because, you know, the thing that a lot of people outside the game don't don't necessarily see is the hidden debt, the hidden debts, you know, and, and the shambolic accounts, yeah. uh, you know. And it takes a brave man to go in there and put in his money because it's not an investment for them; it is a donation. Mm. Uh, mm. And as as far as Bury were concerned, I, mean, I think the debts were were humongous. And it's easy to apportion blame, whether it be owners, EFL, whatever, but the, the people who are not guilty of anything are the fans, and they're the ones who suffer. Yeah. Uh, and I had a little rant about it on, on Saturday. I think the first thing you've got to do, to me, the most straightforward thing, is, is have a, a sliding scale wedge capping system in Leagues 1, League 2, the National League, um, to avoid players being played, you know, five grand a week at League 2 level. Or in our case, and we had... 10, 12, 13 players who were earning around 1,500 uh, quid a week. So £75,000 a year at National League level. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Mm. So a pay cap wouldn't affect the great majority of players in the National League or League 1 and 2, just those who have been grossly overpaid. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, we'll Jeff, catch you with you later in the week while you're, while you're on the march. Thanks, Paul. We'll thanks, Andy. On the move. So thanks for popping in. You're welcome to come along, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <I> think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone very quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's uh, March from Men 2019. I don't want to be carried into a nice bath. Yeah, you'd quite like that, wouldn't you? Um, go and check out Jeff's March for Men and all the details are there, how you can um, uh, donate. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive and June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I reckon that David Louise is jealous of Gwen Doozy's hair because it's younger and longer than his. Do you think he's trying to grow yeah. it out? No, I reckon next season he's going to come back with a short back and sides, Louise. He, didn't he have it cut once very short or oh, not? I don't remember. I, I, don't, don't, remember. I don't, don't remember him ever not having that, uh, that hair. No, but. okay. It's all quite pally, isn't it? There was a period hmm. when, I mean, I think obviously uh, Lucas Moore and... Uh, and um, and uh, you just mentioned his name. For, can you forget that? Uh, David Louise. That, that's a record, surely. It's got to be a record in forgetting someone's name. You've said it ten seconds before. Yeah, Count Arthur. But um, but they're they're close mates, and there was an awful lot. I mean, it seems like Lacazette and Harry Winks were having a nice, friendly chat as they went off at half time. Oh, you time. often you often get that. They're all kind of, oh, no, I suppose, all living in each other's all pockets, all way, going. Yeah. They're going to the yeah, same they're, place. They're, they're not like other. you, you know. They don't support I, Tottenham or Arsenal. No, I, know, well, no, I just I think it, there was a time when even the Players, even they didn't support the clubs, you mm. know. I, think, I mean, back in the eighties, where they, you know, they often weren't the greatest of friends. No, no, it's more of the foreign player. There thing, was one. I remember friendly. one game. I think Wrighty was playing, and that a lot of the Tottenham boys were friends with the Arsenal boys, and that that, that was almost like they'd done a bit of a mm. mix and match. It was like a, a testimonial weird, really. attitude, really. Did you see that Pope Francis got stuck in a lift? <laughs> he did. No, I didn't see I, that. I'd love to have been in the lift with him. There's your there. sitcom pilot. Yeah, yeah, I bet he was swearing. Was he in there with a? He wasn't in there with the chief <laughs> rabbi. Was he in there? <laughs> no, Okay. I reckon he was swearing, looking upwards and saying, don't you know who I am? No, he wouldn't be doing that. He wouldn't be doing that. Definitely. He wouldn't have been happy, though, would he, no. really? No. And there was, anybody a, there was a kiss and tell in the papers on Shane Warne on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? You know, Shane Warne basically had a good time. But, you know, that, <laughs> Shane Warne has good time. Well, there was. But the, the bit I liked, it said here... Well, the, a very they understanding went, girlfriend, by Well, the they went through listing uh, some things that have happened to him over the years. And he said, in 2015, there were a Reports of a one-night stand with 43-year-old Australian Kim McGrath. I thought it could have been Glenn McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been, yeah. But, but it wasn't, wasn't, of course. No, 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 no. That's wasn't. absolutely, absolutely right. not. Yeah, yeah. In fact... Anything else? Uh, yes. Well, give, me a, give me a chance. Okay. Um... What else? Oh, the bloke who <laughs> this bloke who looks like Hulk Hogan. Did you see this? No, I've not seen it. And uh, he, he said, uh, 
he said he adopted his look before he knew who Hogan was. And when they met in 2008, the wrestling star said, wow. You think, well, no, you didn't. You definitely didn't. He's got the same moustache, the same bandana, the same dyed hair, the same everything. Oh, yeah. Which one do you think came first, Hulk Hogan Martin or that? Martin Treese. Where's Martin Treese from? I'd say it was Hulk. Is he American? Oh, he's from Barnsley. He's a car salesman from Barnsley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Fair but enough. that was the look he had, and he's claiming yeah. that Hogan, uh, by a chance, <laughs> yeah. just uh, copied it. Okay, that seemed pretty unlikely. People are going on and on about pizzas with pineapple on. Uh, are they? Well, they have I been over these. I missed that. Now, have you not all seen the this? Of the this has become a whole thing about pizza and pineapple oh yeah I mean I mentioned it eight years ago well you're a pioneer Andy you yeah, had well, the whole Hogan's look I, before I would have gone did. to a whole thing like that yeah. but now there's a pizza topped with sausages chips and mushy peas it's going down a storm with clubbers apparently yeah. the 16 inch treat because you can't say the word pizza twice yeah. contains 2,000 calories and comes with curry sauce it doesn't there, sound good, there was a good it? example not of not being able to uh, repeat a word, actually. If only I can find it. It was cricket-related, Andy. I think you might quite like it, actually. It was old Ben Stokes. Apparently, mm. at Lords, mm. um, the reason we did so well at Edgbaston was at uh, Lords in the test before, um, Ben Stokes had to borrow uh, Jack Leach's box, uh, or groin guard, as they called it. <laughs> groin guard? Yeah, groin guard, because you can't say the word box twice. So Leach said he uses Protector, my box. Protector, isn't it? He uses my box now. At Lords, he had to get uh, ready quite quickly because there was a couple of wickets and he lost his box. He was panicking, so I let him borrow mine. He got 115 not out. Uh, after that, he was like, mate, I'm going to have to keep your box now. <laughs> what, what cricketers are like? That's They're more superstitious than footballers. It's incredible. And uh, it doesn't... The good <clears> thing <throat> is, um, Jack Leach would think it was probably the box that he scored 90-odd uh, in when he played mm. against Ireland. And he might have thought that was his lucky box. Yeah. But unlike Ben Stokes, he just said, I just went out and bought another one. That obviously seemed to work quite well <laughs> for my one. So, uh, but they are. They are. Joe Denley will be borrowing Jack Leach's yeah, box. I think we'll all be. I mean, it's not. It's not, they're going to have to get some kind of steamer or something really to keep Jason cleaning. Roy needs Jay, they should Jack have the, Leach's kit. It's a bit like we used to go to everything. school. Don't you remember that? The, the, we had oh, a yeah. fairly fetid cricket bag. Oh, the cricket my bag. School, my school. My school. I didn't go. You know, I didn't go. We didn't. We didn't have a. We didn't play top level cricket at my school, and um, the bag was, it was a few old bats and odd pads and one box. No idea, and none of us had really? boxes, no. so it was the school box. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't very pleasant. It'd been worn for about thirty years. Talking of Stokes, did you see? T- <laughs> it's not good. This the uh, a plaque has appeared outside the nightclub where Ben Stokes was involved in a street brawl. It's a kind of mock blue sign. It says it was here that Ben Stokes lamped an oik. It says. You think, oh, is that necessary, really? Well, That's okay. not going to do anybody any favours, is it? Although the woman who supplied the pizza, not the pizza, the Nando's. Uh, <laughs> it's not all pizza, It's Andy. not all pizza, it's Nando's. Um, she's become a bit of a, a heroine, which is good. Beth Brown, 27, served Ben an extra large portion on the night out with his wife, Claire That's Rank. not a tabloid euphemism, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. OK. And uh, the next day, of course, we all know what he did, and... Uh, and he claimed that he was fuelled by uh, the Nandos and a couple of Yorkie bars. Um, Beth, who works near the Headingley Cricket Ground, wrote online, I cooked his half chicken, lemon, herb and two brownies. <laughs> don't know if he had that together. That's quite an odd combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, though, that he didn't go for the spicy one. He went for the very mild well, one. Well, if you've got to go out and bat the following day. Yeah, well, that's why. I, I mean, say. really, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna go medium, aren't you? you just, <laughs> it, it makes sense. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. We could get the moose very excited, uh, Andy. Have you seen what they're... Uh, don't next? Like the idea of that. No, <laughs> but it's food-related, so you yeah. can relax. Um, oh, okay. If you join the uh, Avonall Club at Arsenal, they've got some fantastic stuff on. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. what about that? So, 217 uh, punters can enjoy what do you think the chances of me joining the Avenue Club. <laughs> I don't think you think very, see, very well, limited. Probably there's less chance of me joining. <laughs> uh, the gourmet pre-match menu includes sirloin steak, smoked salmon, creamy coconut chia pudding, mm. uh, washed down with unlimited champagne, spirits, and beer. Just 217 people can get this. Nice. So, what about that? How much is it? 350 quid a game. It's a lot of money, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, still. Football's expensive enough as it is. Anyway, uh, we'll get the moose onto <clears> that. Um, still to come, whereas we're going to uh, talk uh, Roberto Firmino from uh, one of the men that nurtured his career. I'm, I'm sure he'll be delighted to see how he's trained on, but did he expect it? Uh, we'll chat to Lutz Van and Steele, who worked with him at and Hoffenheim very shortly. Uh, also, the world's longest cricket game has Ooh. been played. Yes, Andy. The producer just reminded me in the break, he had a go at my new game, Are We Better Than? Yeah, just remind just us how it game works. Where you the go can have a go. After four games, international break, or, or in League One, League Two, just at this point of the season, just a national league, just have a look at whatever league your team's in. You basically go through the whole league, and based on the play so far this season, you go, Are We Better Than? Yeah. And you look at each team, and you answer honestly, and you end up, the ones you're roughly better. where you're yeah, going to finish, and uh, they came tenth, Torquay, and they're tenth in the league. He did it. Okay, so you're going for do you think tenth? You, will you take tenth consolidation first year in the national league? All right then. Mm. If you want to have a go, at, are we better than? If you've got five minutes, obviously if you're not driving, um, go for all the teams in the. We can do it in your head. Go for all the teams in the league, and then arrive at where you think your team are going to finish based on Andy's um, equation. If it is mm. an equation, um, Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Tell us what you come up with. All you got to do is look at every team and say, are we better than them? Uh, or not, and you will end up with some kind of finishing slot uh, in the table of the Premier. What if City and Liverpool fans do it? Well, um, they are better than yeah, everybody. They've got one question to ask There's themselves. Just one really. question. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a lot quicker for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. A world record for uh, the longest uh, ever game of cricket has been. Uh, broken when there was talk of this we did a chat to our next guest uh, from Blunham Cricket Club in Bedfordshire and uh, they kind of talked us through it but uh, what was it like mm. in reality 168 hours of cricket uh, later some they, of the weather was against them yes yeah, they, they had a few issues along the way joining us once again Connor Heaps captain of Blunham Cricket Club good afternoon Connor Hi there, how you doing? Yeah, well, look, first, congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you very much. That's, spoiler alert, you, you did it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, have you recovered? Yeah. Uh, we're all recovering at the minute. I think most of us have had the day off work today. Um, but it's, 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 been a, it's been a real slog, to be honest. Just to remind us how you did it, how many players you had out there and what was the kind of process for, 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 as, a, as a team for playing it? Sure, right. Um, so there are 24 players, um, 12 on each side. Um, we played three-hour innings, um, and after six hours of playing, we'd get a half-hour break. Um, you'd get rotated into, you know, batting uh, or fielding as 12th man, so you'd try and get your three hours sleep then. Um, but in reality, I mean, we probably only averaged three hours sleep a day per player, I would have said. Ooh, that's, tough. that's tough. <laughs> really <laughs> tough. Was, it, was the sleep deprivation the worst thing? I think it was, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I can think of numerous occasions where we've I've gone up to players who are on the boundary fielding and they've just, uh, a few of them just broke, broken down in tears and that's, that's simply, from, simply from, the, from the deprivation of sleep. 
Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like so, some terrible same thing punishment. Happened, same thing happened when I was watching England last week when yeah. they got out for 66. Before it yeah. started to go yeah. right. But, uh, I mean, made the papers that the, the rain affected you really badly, but you all kept going right through. No no rain stopped play. No, I mean, to be honest, that was that was the making of the whole event. As strange as that sounds, that, that half hour of rain, I've, I've never actually seen rain quite like it. It was... It was biblical, to be honest, um, but it wasn't just <clears throat> it wasn't just the players continuing um, through that. It was about to to get the record. It all has to be recorded, and um, there's a, a clock which is is in, in sight as well um, under a gazebo. But the gazebo was collapsing, so 60, 70 people ran out, got tarpaulins, put them over that, and were holding holding the fort down. Really, so that was uh, that was quite incredible to see that. You also mm. had a, a fire which. <laughs> Tell us about that, the circumstances. <laughs> yes, yeah, there was. So there was uh, there was plenty of eateries around. We had sort of um, wood-fired pizzas and, and it, a, a couple of conifers behind that just caught fire. So we had the rain, the fire, and we were just waiting for the locust, really, and that was that was the, the whole set. So did you keep playing while, the, while the, the trees were on fire? We did. Those, again, thanks to the community and the people who uh, were sort of resting at the time, there was... There was a, a fireman on hand who was a friend of ours, and we actually formed a queue, formed a line of buckets being passed, and then we were being passed around and put the fire out in, in five or ten minutes. We were lucky, really. Well, and did anybody keep score? Yes, yeah, scorers, scorers were there all the way throughout. <clears throat> um, I couldn't tell you the final um, results because they're still being added up, but um, there, was, there was a lot of runs and, and a lot of wickets taken. How did you play personally? Personally, um, I batted for a long time. For some reason... <laughs> Um, one of my friends seemed to rotate me in for the 3 a.m. shifts. Oh. The graveyard shift, it was known. But um, I must have batted for 20 hours of the whole thing, so I did my bit for my team for oh, sure. Wow. That's, that is Stokesian. The, uh, <laughs> absolutely excellent. Yeah, it was, I mean, and that was another thing throughout. When we, when we were actually playing, that was going on. So we were all, um, <clears throat> all stood there listening, listening to that on the, on the big speakers as we were playing. Mm. It was uh, incredible. Is that the end of your season now, or are you going to play next weekend? Uh, we we have unfortunately, unfortunately, we're in a relegation battle next weekend, so we've <laughs> we've, we've got to get up and go again. Should have your eye in though, shouldn't you? Really, I'm oh, off after that, you'd be seeing it like a, a beach ball. But <laughs> yeah. so how many how many balls, bats? How did what, what did you get through? Have you looked at the kind of the the wear and tear? I, I honestly couldn't couldn't tell you the, the stats at the minute. Um, but we did, we did manage to bowl 120 overs in a three-hour session at one stage. Oh, that's um, good. That's tremendous. There was, there was no, there was no issue with over rate for us. That's no, sure. absolutely. I think the ECB are listening. They've got the hundred. <laughs> they may want to go for the one six eight. That's yeah. how was you yeah. play a game. That might, maybe that's the, maybe people have got longer attention spans, and we think they will watch a game for 168 hours. Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure England could could use some of the graft that was put in this week in yeah. the next test. That's for sure. And how many how many strips did you play on? How many wickets did you play on in the game? Just the one, which that was that was incredible. And at one stage, that was two inches deep in water. Oh yeah. Um, but there was people. We had a few people out there brushing the water as fast as we could. Um, but the track held up amazingly, which is a credit to our ground stuff. Mm. Wow. Did you have umpires? We did, yep. Every every four-hour shift was covered by two umpires. Um, one umpire, Mark Sampson, he did four hours on, four hours off um, for about five days, I think. So oh, a huge thanks to him. Tremendous. And you, you, um, so you've got the record. Has it been verified yet? Uh, it hasn't been verified yet, but it, it will be. Um, we've got to send off all the footage. Um, all the witness statements, which uh, we also had to get covered. Mm. Um, but, yeah, hopefully that won't take too long.
Uh, and you've raised about £40,000 for charity and, and for the club. We have, yeah. I, I expect that number will, will keep growing over the next week or so. Um, also, with bar takings and things like that, we're, we're probably pushing 50, which is fantastic um, for Foo Rider and Mind uh, charities as well as the cricket club. And did you yeah, get well many done, people sticking so. around overnight to, uh, to watch um, you? Or was that a lonely process? Uh, it, it became a lonely process, but there were still a few people there that would... Uh, you know, solemnly be walking around around the boundary and um, trying to trying to cheer us on. Um, but yeah, the support was incredible, to be honest. Great. Well, look, well done. Well done. Uh, congratulations. Incredible achievement. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, good to talk to you again. Thanks very much, Connor. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Connor Heaps there, the captain of Blunham Cricket Club. It's the world's longest cricket match, 168 hours. It's incredible. Yeah. I've just seen a very amusing thing from Joe. He says, uh, yeah. he just did my game, Are We Better Than? Are We Better Than? Yeah. He said, I just did it as a Chelsea fan. Turns out we're third in the conference. <laughs> yeah, and he did once say on this show, we'll <laughs> be in the time. blue square within five years, which does date it, of course, but he was, <laughs> he was deadly serious uh, when he said it. Are We Better Than Andy's system? Of just well, that was when I thought that Roman Abramovich would suddenly... He'd come in and then suddenly he'd leave. And oh, he'd go. Be, yeah, okay, so. right. He has shown a bit more longevity. Just done that. it as a South End fan. Uh, didn't put the name on this one. We came behind Bolton, currently on minus 11. Oh, Only Bolton are doing sake. some business today. <laughs> Isn't that... They're queuing up outside the players to register. I know. It's fantastic. No, they, they've, they obviously have to do a lot of business. Um, Mark, the Celtic fan, so he just tried it as a Celtic fan. Took uh, all of three seconds to conclude that we'll finish first. Oh, Mark. Uh, the old Rangers fans, man. <laughs> something to say about that but uh, probably yeah. will let's be honest and um, and uh, Tim has done it as well in Lincoln he's a Celtic fan he says I've tried it and my reckon is we should finish in the top two <laughs> 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 so it's very simple just uh, look at the league table you're in and just ask yourself honestly honestly are we better then and uh, you should arrive at, uh, at your finishing place in the season or, or not as the case well, may be it. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport don't ask me to leave it out let's squeeze in five quick questions on the four shows we did last week Andy Paul Chowdhury joined us in the studio yeah. he has a new special on which channel oh Nancy they're going to be I think it's Amazon Prime it is Amazon Prime oh. well done yeah uh, John D. Stevens and Ian Aspett will join us in the studio they play Eric and Ernie uh, on tour at the moment that's right they're fans of um, well I'll take either one of their clubs Birmingham yeah them, that yeah. was uh, John D's team he yeah. supports Manchester this is a bit worrying they're doing rather <laughs> well uh, we spoke to David Johnston Reno who was telling us about a new league he has set up what was special about the league it's for workers, overnight workers. Oh, Andy, I'm getting worried now. You're going to get all these right. Uh, why did we <laughs> speak on. to Joel Hicks uh, last Joel week Hicks. on Tuesday? What Joel just won? Joel's a world champion at something. Joel Hicks. Joel Hicks. Got him, we're all right. Got him, Adrian. Got yeah. him. Yeah. Well, you reckon? Well, well, he could just be stringing us along. No. Build no. attention. It's like, like I've never heard of Joel Hicks. Joel Hicks. He's a world champion. No. No. Gravy wrestling. Oh, of course he was. Yeah, I'm always frightened you're going to swear then. <laughs> but anyway, we'll leave it there. I thought I'd got you. Gravy wrestling. I thought you might remember. It was your call, that. I know. Your suggestion. So. I just couldn't remember his name. Anyway, we're back tomorrow. We're going to be building up to the uh, fourth test. Very exciting at Old Trafford. It gets underway on Wednesday. And uh, also Chelsea Grimes, a songwriter who's worked with uh, Dua Lipa and with... Uh, Kylie Minogue and lots of other people also plays football for Fulham so uh, we'll be having a chat with her in the studio until then thanks for downloading us
listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.